Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome into another edition of College Golf Talk. Steve Burkowski, Brentley Romine with you. This is a Wednesday. What is it? November 10th, National Signing Day for the top juniors in the country, the men and the women. We're going to dive into Brentley's rankings, the top classes, the top individuals, and get a sense of who is building toward the future. And Brentley, I tip my cap to you, my friend. You go down the rabbit hole, you come back out of it, and somehow uh, relatively unscathed. So kudos to you. This is my favorite time of the year, Burko. I mean, I, I think I say that three or four times a year, but uh, National Sign Today, you got the balloons, you got the ink to paper, you got the, the parents, the siblings, the whole school. Um, I think one year I even saw like a, a, a huge cake on the table while someone was signing. So um, a great moment for all these young kids and we'll see them in college soon enough. Absolutely. We will get to our special guest, Caleb Surratt, who's heading to Knoxville, get his thoughts on that. But of course, each and every episode brought to you by our good friends at Velocity Global as they seamlessly connect employers and talent, anyone, anywhere, anytime, anyhow, because it's global work platform is built on cloud-based technology, compliance expertise, and unmatched scale in 185 countries in all 50 of the United States. The world of work is forever changed. I think we all know that now. Talent can live anywhere, work for anyone, and get the job done because more than 1,000 businesses engage top talent in another state, another country, without the need to set up a foreign entity or registration and rely on Velocity Global will make it simple and compliant. Velocity Global, they accelerate the future of work. To learn more, visit velocityglobal.com slash golf. We are thrilled to have them on as our partners. And right now we are thrilled to have Caleb Surratt, young man that's going to be a Tennessee volunteer, as Brentley said, putting ink to paper, making it official. Caleb, thanks for joining us. What did this day mean to you? to finally make it official where you're going to be for the next four years. Yes, sir. Um, thank you, Mr. Burkowski, for having me on, first off. And uh, it's a true honor. And today was an awesome day for me and obviously a bunch of other people around the country that were, you know, fortunate enough to sign to play Division One sports and let alone us as golfers. Um, it's a super blessed day. And, you know, I think we're all happy, you know, because it really is a mirror of what's about to really happen in the future. And it's kind of a, a wall of wind that hits you. And it's like it's here, you know. Well, I appreciate the respect. Call me Steve. Call me Burko. Don't call me Mr. Burkowski. Please. I'm old. I'm old, Caleb, but I'm not that old. <laughs> you, can, you can call Mr. Burkowski. You just can't call me Mr. Romine. Uh, so we'll just go with that. But, but Caleb, I, I'm interested in, to know why, why Tennessee. I mean, you're obviously one of the best junior golfers in the entire world, um, Tennessee – obviously one of the best programs in the country, but why Brennan Webb and the volunteers? Um, you know, honestly, that sole reason, I, I think Brennan Webb is, you know, one of the best coaches in college golf. And uh, I think 
you know, let alone us from what he's doing aside, just the university's effort into the facility that's been built and, you know, maybe future remediations that are going to be built. And um, I, I just think it's a very, you know, fast growing program with, uh, you know, a new era team. And I really think uh, great things are ahead for the, for the team. And I felt like I could help and, I got some great buddies going there. They're very determined and very, you know, willing to be on the PGA tour. And I think the more you put a, more people of those you put together, the better it's going to go. Um, and along with Brennan and Bo, um, I, I think we got top of the notch coaching and I think nobody can really stop us from believing what we want to do. Caleb Surratt joining us this week on the pod. He's headed to Tennessee. Caleb, how would you describe the entire recruiting process? What did you learn? that maybe surprised you? What did you learn that just validated uh, everything you're looking for in the future? You know, the biggest thing I learned is I, I just learned uh, how to really create relationships. Um, I think uh, relationships are everything in this world. And, you know, as you get older, that's what you'll realize. And, you know, we're kind of all in the growing stage, you know, as, you know, future college golfers. And when you're talking to all these coaches and, you know, being watched in tournaments, you know, you learn how to play under pressure, but you also learn how to you know, really communicate with people and, um, you know, that'll, that'll grow you in itself other than golf. So that's kind of the biggest thing, biggest takeaway I've had. And, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of the first step to real life. I think, you know, it's, it's your first big decision that you're making your on your own. It's going to change the course of your direction. So, um, it's a very mature stage for everybody. So I think that's kind of the biggest way that you grow and learn. Now, I think it's been a couple months now, Caleb, since we played in the junior Ram at the junior players. Uh, I, I can't remember what we finished. That's not really important, but I did remember you have a pretty interesting um, story on how you got started in golf. Can you talk a little bit about your dad and just your early years of learning the game? Yeah. So uh, my dad was always, um, I, I kind of, I wouldn't say I come from a golf family cause nobody's really, you know, played professional golf, but everybody in my family has played golf from my granddad, and my dad. And, um, you know, my, my dad did uh world long drive, Remax world long drive for um, I'd say, probably 10 years upper I mean late 90s to early 2000s um till he ended up having me it seems like that was kind of the end of it um but uh he he was pretty successful and he just brought me into it you know at a young age and uh he was still kind of on fire for it when I was growing up like really young so you know I was um learning every week and I just once I got a golf club in my hand I mean he just he knew it was for me and uh I still played other sports growing up but um you know once uh I, I see what his potential was physically. And then you know, as I'm growing, I feel like I have the same thing. So it's, um, that's, that's kind of where I came into the game and, uh, learned all my stuff at the beginning. Now, can you outdrive him now? Uh, uh where, like <laughs> how, how far are you hitting it? How far is he hitting it at this yeah. age? He's a little bit of a bigger guy now. So he, all he's got to do is just turn back and turn through, but, um, <laughs> he, um, he's got a lot of leverage, so he, he can still poke it out there. Um, he doesn't really play a ton, but every time we do get out there, he uh, he's due to get out driven by me probably like 13 times, but then he's he's due for one high pull hook that just goes a mile, and, you know, n nobody figured out how it happened. And, uh, you know, it's just that one bone in the body that wakes up after 15 years. So he, he, he can still move it, but uh, that's, that's when he plays. More importantly, what's the assessment of Brentley's game? I need to know it because he played with uh... – Eugenio Chikara at Eastlake Cup, and I got some positive feedback and some indifferent intel as well. So I need it, I need it from you. Where do we need him working on his game? I think we got to work on the handicap. I think we need uh, 
we needed more shots in the junior am. We, I mean, we had a couple plus handicaps, and we all shot a couple over, and we were not in a great spot. So uh, we just gotta, we just gotta get on the the Gin scorecard and just you know put a couple rounds at your home course so they're a little higher than normal by accident. You know, accident. I don't know if I can I heard- afford the Gin anymore. I'm on a rider salary, Caleb. I can't <laughs> afford that. I, I, uh, I heard his putting is questionable. That's what terrible. came for me at East Lake. <laughs> I mean, on those greens, anybody's putting can look. Terrible. I know. Thank you, thank you, Caleb. I, I got on. I hit the first par five, just a little pitch up, about thirty feet. Had a downhiller, ran it about thirty feet by. Um, you can't assess someone's putting on East Lake greens. No, it's not fair. But the good ones there, Caleb, wouldn't have pitched their third shot above the hole. They would have kept it short of the hole and taken the. And hey, again, I if it's it thin. I caught it. Yeah, I was about to say, you just said you pitched it 30 feet past the hole. Holy smokes. Terrible. Wow. Yeah. Just just wait until he has kids, Caleb, and then he'll realize golf is about 82nd on your priority list. Uh, uh-huh. And then things will go from indifferent to maybe even worse. We'll have to see. Uh, something that's not going to probably go worse is your game uh, when you go to college. What do you think the transition is going to be like? How are you preparing from – junior and amateur golf to now being part of a team? You know, I, I, uh, I really think, you know, I, I think I'm going to transition fairly well because, you know, me and Brennan talk a lot and work a lot, you know, just on the phone of, uh, you know, what it's going to be like. So I think part of maturing as a player and, you know, moving into that next stage is, you know, adapting before you even get there, you know. So I feel like when I get there in the fall, I'm going to – I want the best chance for myself as I can get. So, um you know, by doing that, we've, you know, I, I work on the same schedule that the team works on pretty much, uh, if if not more and sometimes. So, you know, I've, I think the only, the only place I may struggle is just school, just like um, just with the schedule and driving everywhere. And uh, but I think on the golf side and physical side, I think I'm going to transition well. And I think it's a, a bigger piece of the puzzle than a lot of people may think, because, um, you know, it, it can dictate a year of your career. And, you know, freshman year is just as important as senior year, in my opinion. So I'm just going to – we're just going to go give it our all, and we're all going to be ready to compete the second we all get there. Now, Caleb, you've been a world beater this year, won the Western Junior, the Junior PGA, recently the Bobby Chapman. What do you credit that to? Is it working, you know, the same schedule that the Tennessee golf team is? Or was there something else that kind of changed in your mindset or your game that allowed you to start closing out tournaments? You know, this year, I, I really just, you know, obviously the work is, um, it's paid off, but it's, I think it's mainly paid off because this year through what me and Brennan have been working on and talking about is I feel like I've really found a way to not hold myself back from what I can do, you know, and I'm not going to, I feel like I'm really, I've gotten better at not letting my preparation be held back. Um, you know, doing that by, you know, just controlling what I can control on the golf course and, you know, keeping everything else out of mind. And then, you know, I'm really going to let all the hard work pay off rather than holding myself back, you know, mentally. So I, I think I've really tapped into the mental side this year, but at the same time grown physically, of course. But, uh, you know, I feel like once you mix a very strong work ethic with a very strong schedule, with a very strong mindset on the course, you know, that's when you're really going to start seeing improvements. There's a lot of you guys at the top of junior golf right now who are pretty close. Um, who are some other players who we should be keeping an eye on in this 2022 class? You know, I, I really think 
I really think, you know, Ben James and Nick Dunlap and Jonathan Grizz are probably the three most impressive to me. I think we all have very strong work ethics that, you know, we'll be ready to transition not only into college, but professional golf at any given moment. Um, There's also other great players, Luke Potter, Luke Clanton, Wells Williams coming up that, uh, you know, I think, I think everybody has a lot of potential, but, you know, overall, I, I see Nick Dunlap playing really well at the U.S. Open next year after winning that U.S. Junior. So, um, I mean, I think I think he has the game. I think James has the game, and I, I'm sure they would say the same about me. You know, we're all we're all great friends. We're all very close, which has made it a lot easier to, you know, be able to compete with each other every week. And Grizz has a really good work 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 ethic. Sorry, um, and uh, you know, it's 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 amazing to grow around these guys because you're constantly competing, and uh, you know when you're competing, you know, different people win on different weeks. So, you know, you just want to get it the next. And I think it's going to continue to be that way throughout college as well. Do you know anything about this Christian Moss kid from Texas, from South Africa? I do not. No, sir. Uh, I got him sixth in my rankings behind everyone that you just said. So, uh, and just ahead of Wells Williams. So we'll, uh, we'll kind of see who's right and who's not. Okay. Awesome. Well, Caleb, we appreciate it. I know it's been a big day for you. Uh, wishing you all the best. I have a feeling we'll uh, be covering you uh, throughout the coming weeks, months, and years in Knoxville as a Gator. I say don't play too well, but you can play well enough to, uh, to go have some fun. <laughs> Just and watch, out for, watch out for Brent Packard, too, our great producer. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much. And, you know, I mean, it's an honor to be on this and, you know, speak my heart out towards all of it. And, uh, you know, you guys are awesome. And, you know, I think I think everybody's moving in the right direction. You know, um, I think good things are great things are to come soon. Love it. Caleb Surratt, appreciate it. Enjoy, my friend. We will talk to you soon. He's headed to Tennessee, part of the volunteers class and uh, nice young man there. Brentley Romine. I mean, you got to play some golf with them, but uh, well-spoken has a really good understanding of, I think, what it takes to be successful in college, period, beyond golf, which uh, maybe isn't always the case. I, I think he's got a nice jump in, uh, moving forward. going to be fun to watch him. Yeah, Burko, way to call out my putting, man. <laughs> I'm just telling you what Mr. Chikara told me. He said it, uh, <laughs> it's indifferent. He said the ball striking was pretty good uh, and that the putting was indifferent. So you, you'll learn. You're, what are you, 30? You'll, you never win those AMAMs. You, you know, there's always pencil whippers out there. Uh, those days are long gone for me. But uh, at least you're out there having some fun. But you also had some fun. <clears throat> digging up uh, the rankings. We just on this Wednesday finished our college signing show on Golf Channel. But uh, for those that missed it and tuning into this, let's just sort of rattle them off for the men. You have the top five classes of Alabama, Arizona State, Texas, Virginia, and Tennessee that Caleb will be a part of. Uh, what jumps at you from those teams that obviously includes your top ranked individuals as well? Yeah, Burko, I know that you really think that this Alabama class, this is going to bring them back to national prominence. So I'll let you speak to them. But the team that jumped out was Virginia. This is a squad that has had some good players in the past, the Denny McCarthy, um, uh, Danny Walker, Thomas Walsh. uh, Jimmy Stanger. Jimmy Stanger. That's the one I was trying to think of. Sometimes it gets on the tip of your tongue and you can't remember it. But some, some 
some good team or, you know, some good players, some good teams for Coach Bowman Sargent. But this duo that he brought in, two AJGA All-Americans and Ben James and Brian Lee, I have them both in the top 10 individually in the class of 2022. This is how you get to be back in that upper echelon of college golf. And, and, and the Cavaliers with these two, I think it's only a matter of time. Uh, ben James, interesting story. I don't know if you remember, Berko, but back in 2015, as an 11-year-old, Ben James from Milford, Connecticut, committed to UConn. He wasn't even in high school, barely in middle school, commits to a college golf team. All these years later, ends up decommitting, commits to Virginia, and now he's signing. But we talk about Caleb Surratt's year that, you know, that he's had winning multiple events. Ben James has won the last four events he's played, and that includes two AJGA Invitationals. So Bowen Sargent getting a great player there, and Brian Lee is not too bad either. Yeah, you touched on the Alabama aspect. We had Jay Sewell, the head coach, on uh, our signing show. And, you know, for three, four, five years, they were the program. He built something special that they made it to three straight national championship matches in 12, 13, and 14, won the last two, made it to the finals against Oklahoma State in 18. No one was going to beat the Cowboys at Karsten Creek. And I just feel like there was a little bit of a drop-off. They're still a very good team. They're a top 20 team, but that's not what J.C. Well produces. You know, there are peaks and valleys. There are lulls when some kids simply don't pan out. Others might transfer. So I, I don't know. I just have this sense this could be watch out for Bama in 22, maybe more likely in 23 uh, to contend. You've got Arizona, Florida State, Oklahoma, Vandy, Duke rounding out your top 10. And, like I always say, if it's football or basketball, some of them are going to be stars. Some of them are going to be nice players. And some of them just aren't going to pan out. I mean, that's just the law of averages. But more than likely in golf, when you only have maybe two, three, four kids possibly, if you can hit on 50% of them, you've won, in my estimation, because all four aren't going to become first-team All-Americans. Yeah, that's why team chemistry is so important because you are going to have some players who aren't just going to be able to rely on their talent. You got to make sure that when you're in the bus, when you're on the road, that everyone's getting along. And so that's why I think this class that Seawall brought in, Nick Dunlap, Jonathan Grizz, they're best friends. Um, they're very close. They were basically going wherever the other one was going. Um, another interesting side note is Nick Dunlap's girlfriend. Uh, Kennedy Adams signed with the Crimson Tide women's team today. So a lot of camaraderie, uh, a lot of close relationships in the Alabama golf programs. But, th but that's important because you don't want – and we've seen this um, in college golf and high-level Division One college golf on both sides. When you have issues in the team room, it could tear your whole season apart, which is so having – best friends like Nick Dunlap and Jonathan Grizz come in and set a new standard and maybe change the culture a little bit. That's going to be huge for JC. Well, over on the women's side, your top five classes, Arizona state, Stanford, USC, Texas, Princeton, top three, West coast, PAC 12. They continue to dominate the broad landscape of women's collegiate golf. ASU is good. They're going to become really good. Stanford, we're talking historical perspectives. If they can keep Rose Zhang and Rachel Heck, you add Megagane next year, Oof. and there's still a host <laughs> of others. 
that is going to be so appealing to watch. Every other team might say, oh, my goodness, I think it could be the best thing to grow the game to see a collection of young women that might rival that 94-95 Arizona State team that never lost. They tied once the San Jose State at regionals, uh, four first-team All-Americas, average winning margin, 25 shots, and the 03-04 Duke team that won 10 of 12, including seven in a row. The first time they didn't win, they only had four players because the other two were at the ANA Inspiration. I mean, those are the two that jump out to me. Stanford could just be building and building to something special. But I've got to go to you with your rankings at number five. I'm a Jersey boy. Love the Garden State. How in the world do you have Princeton as a top five recruiting class for the women? Well, as a Jersey guy, Burko, you should be a big Mega Ghani fan from Homedale. Absolutely. You down the shore. That's <laughs> down the shore. It's down the shore. Probably exit 108, 111, something like that. Can you ride a bike down the beach to Homedale or is, there's not a straight oh, path? No, no. See, that's a boy that has not been to Jersey. That's sort of the running joke. I, if I want to go 25 miles on a bike that I would probably get run over, impaled, and potentially uh, worse, you, you, dri- you drive down the turnpike or the parkway to get there. <laughs> yeah, uh, Princeton was a, a surprise. Um, I, I think a lot of coaches will kind of look at this and, and look at the two players uh, that the Tigers got and Catherine Rao and Sophie Zhang Murphy, two AJGA All-Americans, and go, wow, like, how did Princeton get them? But I mean, you got to be impressed with what the Tigers have done the last few years. Granted, the Ivy League did not compete last year because of COVID, but they made regional appearances in 2017, uh, 2018. Uh, Erica DeSantis done a great job. I think she's really building something special there. But this fall, they've won twice. They're 79th in golf stat, and now they're going to add two top 500 ranked amateurs. I, I think Catherine or Sophie may be just outside that, but at one point, um, they were both inside the top 500, and I think they're going to really take Princeton to another level. And just kind of semantics, you know, signing day uh, semantics, which is what only like you and I or, you know, the players would know. The Ivy League players actually don't sign national letters of intent. They sign likely letters. So that's kind of a fun fact to know. But both of them will be at Princeton next fall. Intriguing to think that the new LPGA commissioner was the former director of athletics at Princeton. So maybe a commitment to the game of golf (laughs) opened the doors for some of the top uh, players to consider heading to uh, New Jersey for their likely future, since that's how they do it. Uh, Hey, man, a wonderful job. You really knocked it out of the park with these rankings, the classes, the players to where they're going. I quickly want to throw Old Miss in there. You have them 10th for the ladies mm-hmm. coming off that national championship. Any sport, that is what builds a foundation. Corey Henkes, when she took over seven years ago, they weren't very good. As she said, the face of the program, Julia Johnson, had no business committing to them. But look what it transpired into, a national title. So if you can get three quality young women, I want to see how Old Miss is in two or three years. And that, to me, will be a testament to potential longstanding success. Because we've also seen programs win a national title. And, oh, geez, not much happened because of it. So I think this could be an interesting class. 
to look at Old Miss maybe two or three years from now. Yeah, it's kind of like the Pepperdine men, Burko getting Sahith the gala six, seven years ago. All it takes is one player and look at the waves now. So Julia Johnson was that player for Ole Miss. I mean, maybe a Michelle Zhang or Mackenzie Lee for SMU is that player for them. I got them at seventh in my rankings or, you know, the Princeton girls or, I mean, who knows? That's why we love it. The fall season wrapping up. There's a couple of straggler events. We're going to wrap up next week right maybe we'll get a special guest get a bigger <laughs> picture thought on the fall moving ahead to the spring and then we will all get ready for the holidays our thanks to caleb sarad for joining us again brentley great work on the rankings as well our thanks to everyone tuning in for this edition of college golf talk we will see you back here next week